Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Rass, our resident TV critics. We'll keep you right on the road to viewing bliss. Each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive as well as going back to the future to tell you about a program you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. Hi, Alex and Stephen. We are heading into the uh, quality watch zone in the next couple of weeks. But what have you guys been watching this week? Stephen, tell me. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been re-watching the, the UK office. I've watched it a few times now. I think the first two times I watched it, I, I hated it. And and I loved the American version. And my, my flatmate at uni in first year was like, oh, you... you clearly not cultured enough if you, <laughs> if you prefer the US version, which at the time I was like, yeah, it's probably true. Like I can tell that the the UK one's sort of, you know, more well-crafted and more, more intelligent, clever. I guess. But it's, it's so painful and dull. It just felt like watching people <laughs> at an office for 30 minutes. But... Yeah, that's perseverance, Stephen. Well done. Exactly. <laughs> the, the third and fourth times I watched it, I really liked it. And the... This must have been the fifth. Um, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, just one more episode. And then I've watched the entire second season in like a night. And <laughs> it's far head and tails above um, the US version. Well, what was it that like sort of changed your mind in the end? When did it click? I'm not really sure what it was. Like, I, th- I think... Maybe you changed, Stephen. Maybe you changed. Maybe, maybe <laughs> training myself to like be able to accept... Ricky painfully Gervais. cringy humor and Ricky Gervais like yeah. that peep yeah. shows fairly painful at times and, w- and once you've sort of got through that the office doesn't seem too bad and it is it's really 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 good quality on the borderline of being uncomfortable to watch yeah I couldn't do it I never did I never liked Ricky Gervais but I still kind of know a lot of the iconic scenes from it and the characters and everything yeah. it's a bit of an institution isn't it like it is yeah but the American, some people do love, prefer the American office as well, though. I think it's Steve Carell, isn't it's it? It's definitely more of a comfort watch, yeah. the American version, whereas the British version is just very close to the bone, especially now that I've got, you know, got a proper job and things. But I think the <laughs> pandemic's changed things a bit anyway. It's completely so, the same. <laughs> like, the, the office is never going to be like like what it was. But The office but, makes sense yeah. when you've worked in an office. Is that what we're getting mm. to here? <laughs> I think so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I never had like a Gareth Keenan that I worked with. So I was quite fortunate in that sense. So the message here is if you didn't like it the first time, watch it three more times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What else? What else have you been watching? The other thing I've been watching, I um, have been catching up on this YouTube series um, called No More Jockeys. Uh, and it's it's again it's quite a, it's a comedy thing but it's not it's not scripted it's just three comedians um Mark Watson Alex Horn the Taskmaster's assistant yeah. and Tim Key both Mark Watson and Tim Key were also on Taskmaster at some point but they're all like lifelong friends okay. um, from the comedy circuit and they just normally what they do is they get drunk together and play this game no more jockeys where you sort of say a person. And then you say a category they fit into. So say um, Michelle Keegan, no more actresses. And then the next person has to name another person and the category that they don't fit into either. And you're narrowing a pool of potential people until someone says someone that's contravened a category and then they're out. 
And so it's a fairly easy premise to get into, but they just get sort of drunk and yeah. have a laugh and okay. go off the rails. And it's, <laughs> it's, that is a real comfort watch. That's a real balance to the office. Uh, yeah. It's just something you can sort of just have one in the background and just get sort of uh, lost in and chill out to. It's uh, it's really fun. And so they're sort of putting out new episodes every Friday at the minute. So I've just been catching up on a couple of the back episodes. Oh, okay. So how long has that been running? Is that... Couple of series older. Um, it came out during the pandemic, so they they record it all on sort of in their own houses oh. over over Zoom or whichever platform they're using. They still record it remotely, yeah. Yeah, the, so oh, the, and they've kept doing it. It sort of caught on during the pandemic. Yeah. It's become like a massive cult show among their fans, and it's a real word of mouth thing. Like my friend recommended it to me, yep. and I watched it, and then I recommended it to a couple of people, and they've really caught on to it. And yeah, it's, it's so YouTube. You're watching show. it on, is it? Mm, so yeah, it's called Tin, YouTube. Tin just like soldiers? half hour episodes. Tin soldiers. Is that what you said it was called? <laughs> um, no, no more jockeys. jockeys. What is Tin so Soldiers? Where did I get that from? <laughs> oh my God. I've got a head cold and I am not functioning properly at the moment. I apologise. Okay. Clo- yeah, it was close. <laughs> Jockey Soldiers is all the one. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay. So yeah. So that's YouTube and No More Jockeys. And I will remember the premise of the game and maybe play it over Christmas as well. So that's, we've all won here today, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, Alex, what have you been watching this week? couple of different things uh i've been been watching the flat share which is like this it's a sort of a rom-com kind of thing about two people in london who are they're sort of struggling for cash so to save money they both rent one one bedroom apartment uh-huh. and they or flat um and they sort of split it so one of them gets it from 8am to 8pm and one of them gets it from 8pm to 8am and they sort of communicate through post-it notes and stuff. Um, it's all right. I'm enjoying that. I'm going to stick with it. It's um, kind of reasonably entertaining. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other thing I've been watching is The Good Fight, uh, the last series of that, oh. which, yeah, I love The Good Fight. I'm so sad it's um, finishing, but I yeah, can sort of I've see been, it's got a shelf life as well, yeah. I've been sort of stringing it out by going back and watching individual episodes of The Good Wife just to kind of Did you watch things. The Good Wife as well? Yeah, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I w- it's so much better watched, than The Good Wife, yeah. Yeah, the good, the first two series of The Good Fight and then I went back yeah. to The Good Wife kind of between them. Um, but yeah, no, I really love it. Those of us who are who have just normal access to TV, it's not available here yet, is it? So, And we don't really <laughs> know when it's going to come, so it could be another few months before we even get our hands on it. Yeah, I think it sort of got caught in the... Um, because it was on Channel Four previously, but yeah. then the, the sort of the US channel have set up their own streaming service Is that's that launched right? here. So I think it's kind of got caught in the um, copyright stuff. Licensing. Someone to pay big money for it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's just such a good cast in it, and it's just a little bit different, isn't it? It's a little bit off the wall. It's a bit trippy yeah. at points, and but it's very, very political. Yeah, really good, really good. So if you haven't checked that out, like I feel like everybody watched The Good Wife, but not everybody watched The Good Fight, but I think it's yeah. a far superior. Um, yeah. Even though I enjoyed both of them, but a far superior, sort of maybe more uh, challenging watch. Cool. What else? What else? So Fletcher, The Good Fight, anything else you want to talk about just now? Um, I watched I Am Ruth as well, okay. which is going to be going out sort of Thursday evening, so when we've published this. Okay. Um, it's the new kind of Kate Winslet thing, which is stars in with her daughter her daughter yeah i saw something yeah. like this yeah is that a film it's or kind a series about, yeah it's with well, the, the series is an anthology right and then this is like a 
film length one. So they have things like I am I am Ruth, I am Kate, yeah. I am Gemma, that kind of thing. Um, this is the first one of them that I've seen uh, or kind of got around to watching. I enjoyed it. It was it's quite it's quite intense, um, it? like uncomfortable to watch at times, but mm. it was good. I enjoyed it. Where, where's that on? Sorry, did you say? Uh, it will be on Channel Four. Channel Four, okay. And then all four as well. Excellent, and that's starting on Thursday the Thursday the eighth. Yeah, the it's 8th. just a one-off. But... Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I have been. I've watched very little TV this week because I was away for the weekend and doing stuff and uh, falling asleep on the couch pretty much all of the rest of the time, rather than actually watching the television. So, um, I did, however, start Slow Horses on Stephen's recommendation last week, and actually, Stephen was talking about episode. Sorry, series two starting, whereas I've gone back to start series one, and. A classic case again of I don't know how I missed this, <laughs> but it could probably we could probably put it into the back, back to the future because I missed it the first time around. Although the first series only came out earlier April. this year, yeah, it's yeah. really quick. The second they, series um, that's come out double banked it, yeah, and then three and four have been commissioned as well, yeah. so that's cool. But yes, it's Gary Oldman who is this guy Jackson Lamb, the head of this place called oh. Slow House, which is basically like purgatory for MI5 rejects, which is very hard to believe this thing actually exists. But if you put that aside... Um, <laughs> Set in the same place as The Office, isn't it? Slough. Well, it's yeah. Slough, isn't it? Slough House, okay. yeah. Um, which is hilarious because I've got loads of cousins in Slough, so I know Slough well. <laughs> and I know all these cultural references for Slough and it's like, what? But anyway, um, so there's bits of it I don't like but you can tell it's it's actually quite good and quite clever and the first episode there's this huge kind of um, inc- it starts like like straight in the action there's this massive incident going on at the airport and it goes on for a good 15 minutes and it's quite like almost like movie like you know um, agents trying to tackle a, a, ter- a terrorist basically and then it moves to a much slower pace when we kind of get to know people in Slough House anyway long story short there's the, this character, River Cartwright, who's a young MI5 agent who kind of messes up. And he's our sort of main protagonist. And then, as I said, Gary Oldman is this sort of jaded MI5 drunkard who's like, he's a bit gross, you know. And he, he's good in the role, but I thought he was kind of like the main character, but he's not. He's, he's, he's one of the main characters, but he's not the main source of the action. He hasn't really moved out of a chair in the three episodes I've watched. <laughs> But there's some other good cast members in it. Kristen Scott Thomas is like the head of MI5 or deputy head of MI5, something like that. She's kind of the person who's giving them hassle. Saskia Reeves, who plays Catherine Standish, who is like a mysterious kind of character. She's the office administrator, but you can tell she's got a heavy background and Mm -hmm. she's a recovering alcoholic. And she's having flashbacks that involve Gary Oldman's character, Jackson Lamb, as well. So that's yet to transpire. And it would appear maybe her husband died by suicide, maybe, or was murdered. And there's this sort of mysterious sort of element to her character as well. So, yeah, it's interesting and uh, it's got lots of potential. And obviously that's why it's been uh, commissioned for four series. So I'm enjoying it and I'm trying not to fall asleep while I watch it. <laughs> it's terrible. Really, I'm, the, the really worst TV. Well. I'm the worst TV re- reviewer ever. Yeah. Well, how much of it did you watch, um, Alex? Um, I've just seen the first series. I'm... Yeah, because I watched it over a couple of days, so I'm saving the second series to do the, the same with. Series. Yeah, you enjoyed it, so yeah, you kind of know yeah, it's a really good mark or something when you um, you're kind of spacing it out. I'm I I have been watching the Lord of the Rings as well, and I'm losing a bit of interest in it, which I'm very disappointed to say. But 
I'll persevere. I'll persevere. But it's so cool. My God, there's such amazing production. and It's visually so amazing, Lord of the Rings. It's kind of probably worth, worth watching for that alone. So there you go. That's what we've been watching this week. Um, Moving along now, we're going to talk to Alex about all things ITVX coming to you very soon. Next week, I believe. Well, uh, today when we publish Thursday. Oh, eggs. excellent. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, ITVX it is sort of their equivalent to all four, basically. Mm. That's sort of the easiest way to understand it. It is kind of replacing ITV Hub. Uh, it's kind of an expanded, sort of souped up version of it. Okay. Um, they've sort of soft launched it already on their website. Uh, they've done a bit of branding. It's the main channel is ITV One again after I think like seven years or so. Mm-hmm. Today, Thursday eighth, is uh, kind of the big the big proper launch uh, where they've got four kind of brand new shows gonna gonna add to the platform. And then every Thursday, sort of indefinitely, they're going to have a new show. A brand new standalone show. Yeah, a brand, a brand new show. Wow. Uh, which is, they're, they're going to be exclusive to the sort of the online ITVX for sort of like six to nine months, I think it is. And then okay. it'll be on ITV proper. It's a good idea, and, isn't it? It's good yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of their kind of typical ITV debuts, they'll get added to like a as a box set on ITVX immediately you won't have to okay. wait each week today mm. they've got the four shows uh, and I've seen the first two episodes of each of them they've got a spy among friends which is a sort of a cold war espionage drama uh, it's got Damien Lewis Guy Pearce and Anna Maxwell Martin mm. um, and it's about Kim Philby and Nicholas Elliott and uh, Kim Philby might have heard of. He was kind of fairly famous as this um, Soviet double agent within MI5, MI6. He was involved in Cambridge Five. Mm. Might ring a bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a documentary um, about those guys, I think, on ITV yeah. recently. So this is, um, it kind of takes place after the kind of Cambridge Five event. It takes place later when Kim Philby has been found out. And um, it's sort of structured around effectively two interrogations. So you've got the Soviets interrogating Kim Philby to find out, you know, were you really working for us? What was going on? You know, spies, we don't trust each other. Mm. And then you've got in England, Anna Maxwell Martin uh, interviewing Nicholas Elliott, Damien Lewis's character, sort of saying, you know, you guys were best friends for 20 years. Did you really not know anything, not suspect anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's very good, very kind of you know, lavish production values, uh, recreated 1960s England very well, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It looks good is what I mean. But yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Next up, kind of the other end of the scale, they've got uh, The Confessions of Franny Langton, uh, which is an adaptation of a novel by Sarah Collins, came out in 2019. It's a sort of period drama about a woman who's she's sort of born into slavery and she she's been accused of murder and and now as she's kind of defending herself saying no you know i didn't commit murder i didn't do this it's kind of it's sort of the first time the first opportunity she's had to sort of self-articulate i suppose to kind of stand up and make her own case for herself Mm -hmm. and i watched yeah two of those episodes last night 
Um, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that as well. Um, more than I was expecting to. I'm kind of hit or miss with period dramas of that, that mm. style, that era. It's set in sort of the early 1820s. But Oof. no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can be a bit laborious, can't they? Yeah. But mm. no, I, I enjoyed that a lot as well. It's um, Carla Simone Spence stars. She was in Blue Story. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that a lot. They've also got Plebs, uh, like a feature length finale to Plebs, the the comedy show Tom Rosenthal. Didn't didn't catch that because I'm not caught up on the show, but it's you know it's kind of feature length. Mm. They they join the army, then a war is declared, and they're like, hang on a minute, we don't want to be in the army. Mm. Um, so you can kind of imagine how that'll go for them. Not so well. Uh, and then the last one is called Tell Me Everything, which is sort of skinsy euphoria kind of young adult thing it is about it sounds silly uh but it's about mental health but the the actual execution of that is much better i think than the than the trailers and then the uh kind of the marketing copy has actually made it sound mm. um it's, it's quite well done it's um you know they're they're these college students they're kind of celebrating their last last night of freedom uh you know all of the classic stuff like that but then uh they experience quite a sudden loss and and it just throws the whole thing into disarray and they're sort of navigating that but i enjoyed that a lot as well i think mm. the sort of their big flagship show has been spy among friends but mm. I, i'd say i enjoyed tell me everything a little bit more is that short are they short episodes they kind of half hour jobs no right? no they're they're full sort of 45 50 minute episodes okay that's it's quite an array of genres they have there, isn't it? Really, yeah. I suppose that's what they're trying to do. Maybe hedge their bets at the start yeah, and see how things go. Four quadrant stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Interesting. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll be excited to check it out. Even just the visual of the thing and see what it looks like yeah. and how it functions and stuff. So mm. that's. Do great. you know how ITVX will work in terms of um, subscriptions, ads, that kind of thing? Like, will the ITV Sorry. hub? models still be around for people that don't want to pay to subscribe or yeah yeah functionally yeah so it is um it's a similar setup to all four in that you've got the basic package which you you watch for free it's got adverts in it every so often and then you can um you can pay like a monthly or a yearly subscription fee which i want to say is 5.99 um and then you get a version without adverts um they've got all sorts of you know kind of archive content itv archive content uh stuff like footballers wives secret diary of a cool girl um and then they've got lots of sort of international stuff um is that just for subscribers or is that no no that that's just for everyone right so um so the only advantage just as subscribing is no ads is it yeah basically yeah, yeah. um and i think access to britbox as well Right, which is which right. is still siloed off slightly. This is what um, I don't really understand: is the they have BritBox, and that they, they, this is what concerns me a little bit: is that every month there's another streaming service mm. launching, and it's an, it's only five ninety nine. But then to catch all of the flagship shows that everyone's talking about, and to continue this mm. podcast with any sort of sense of authority, I'm going to need to pay for Paramount Plus. I'll put it on expenses. Then, <laughs> yeah, Paramount Plus, ITVX, BritBox, Disney Plus, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and then when HBO Max comes over, there'll be HBO, and then 
Your TV license, Stephen. And my TV <laughs> license as well, which luckily for me comes with the, the bills for the flat, but right. TV license on top of that if, if you don't have that set up. So where does it end? Would you, do you, how many, at what point do we have so many streaming services that it all just, the bubble just bursts and no one knows what to watch and it becomes this hellscape of just... Well, Stephen, normal people, in inverted commas, <laughs> would just have one or two probably. <laughs> but TV addicts yeah. like but yourself you've and got Alex FOMO, are forced. Haven't you? you always feel like, like I feel like I'm missing out on these Apple TV shows because I don't have Apple TV. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, see, that's just you. That's just, that's okay. your problem. You know, <laughs> just buy it if you're that Fair worried enough. about it. <laughs> I get you though. It is a lot. It's like, can someone out there just amalgamate everything for 25 quid a month thanks very much yeah <laughs> you know yeah. make life a lot easier can we can we just bring back sky like as it was in 1989 <laughs> yeah. please it just had everything and that was it um yeah no i get what you're saying i get what you're saying i yeah we have netflix apple tv amazon prime we do not have paramount plus we do not have no, i i don't think many people do no. to be honest no. uh so and and yeah, I'm still overwhelmed, usually overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's there. So, I mean, just keep adding to that and it's a bit, it's just dead. A big black hole of TV, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so, right. So that's all sounds kind of promising, but we'll just need to see, Alex, being that you get access to stuff, it's interesting yeah. to hear your take on all they've of it. Got, we'll have to um, see how it transpires. Yeah, they've got a few more kind of, before the end of the year, uh, Litvinenko, the David Tennant true crime thing. Yes, I only read about that at the weekend. I didn't realise it. Look, he looks really good in the part. Did you see mm. the photos? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, right. ill, but yeah, yeah. Accurate, yeah. It's exactly like him, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll um, talk about that next week, probably, because I'll have seen that for next week. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, they've got a Vicky McClure thriller called Without Sin coming towards the end of the year. Okay. Uh, Riches, which is a kind of succession-esque thing with Hugh Quarshy. Mm. Um, some documentaries and stuff. Stephen Fry is doing a nature documentary, which is out soon. And then, yeah, um, new things every week. The archive stuff. Uh, they've got they, they've got a show called Sorry for Your Loss, which is going to be on. It's kind of an archive thing, which I, I suspect you won't have heard of. But it is. Um, it's got Elizabeth Olsen and Kelly Marie, Kelly Marie Tran, and it is from that brief stretch where. Facebook was trying to be a streamer as well. And they mm. had Facebook Watch for about a year or two mm. and, and they could not get it off the ground. Mm. Uh, but this is supposed to be extremely good. Oh. Uh, but no one ever saw it because it was on Facebook Watch. So I'm okay. going to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> What's the we'll, we'll talk about Sorry that in last, January. Is it, is it a yeah, demo? It's, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's about this sort of um, widow who, who doesn't know why her husband died and um, just, just kind of coping with that, dealing with that. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, it's meant to be very good. So I'm quite okay. curious to see that. Cool, cool. Okay, God, so much TV. Ah. All right, um, Stephen, we now go to you for Back to the Future, where we talk about a series that might have bypassed you the first time around. Uh, so we can stop you scrolling for hours trying to find something to watch. Stephen, talk to us about Absolute Power and BritBox. Yeah, well, we're going back to 2003. So this did bypass me, but then I was sort of five at the time. So oh, I think I get a free pass. No excuse. Um, no excuse. Yeah. Absolute power. It's, it's not the uh, 1997 Clint Eastwood thriller movie. That's something else with the same name. Absolute power is a um, BBC satire 
um, series set in a uh, in a successful PR firm, and it stars uh, Stephen Fry, who, uh, as Alex said, has a new uh, documentary coming out. You'll know him from lots of other things, you mm. know, QI, Blackadder, Fry and Laurie. Pretty, Bones. you know, yeah, <laughs> he's a pretty established comedian, isn't he? So he's sort of the uh, lead in this show, and it was it came from a BBC Radio Four series originally. And they ran, I think, four series of the radio show, and then they decided to move it onto a TV series with, uh, I think, a different cast, and sort of tweaked the storyline a bit and sort of emphasised some parts. And so, yeah, it's uh, set in this uh, PR firm, I think, Prentice PR, and the Stephen Fry and his uh, colleagues, played by James Lance and uh, Zoe Telford. James Lance, I know from Alan Partridge, but he's been in a few sort of comedy shows as well. Um, and Zoe Telford's, you know, from Teachers, mm. Yes, Prime Minister, shows sort of, of that ilk. So they take on um, these clients that have got up to sort of some kind of PR disaster that's normally quite funny or ironical. So you've got this historian in one episode who he's he's a broadcaster story and he's really successful and it transpires that all of his big scoops so he he talked about how Anne of Cleves he found out was was really a man and that's why <laughs> Henry VIII didn't want to, to marry her um and then, then it, it comes out that he's just been making up all of all of this and, and forging the documents and um just to to sort of Im- improve his name. So he needs the help of this really successful PR firm and he enlists Stephen Fry. And Stephen Fry has this just bizarro route of getting him back on track. So he, he says, well, to distract you from from that story and to avoid the press reporting on how you're a fraud, we're going to manufacture a cheating scandal where you hook up with another minor celebrity and have an affair, but your wife's actually secretly in on it. And then people call you a love rat instead of a fraud and you'll probably keep your job. And if not, you'll probably get a decent TV gig off the back of the (laughs) new exposure. That sort of thing happens in every episode. They find some really weird route um, through this crisis that no one really would would ever ever think of mm-hmm. and it's, it's another thing where the main character is a bit of a uh not even an anti-hero Stephen Fry when he was talking about his his role in the show is like there's not very much good you can say about the character like he's a fairly reprehensible guy but it is quite enjoyable to to watch him just to watch like a, a killer at work he's mm-hmm. just he's got no scruples in one episode it, it becomes apparent that their clients are massive second world war third reich enthusiast um and and he he says well look think think of the money we'll make from these guys you know, it's a it's a uh, to which the reply is replies something like you can't spin the holocaust it's <laughs> oh, it's um yeah it's 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 uh, it's really good uh, good satire it sort of takes aim at ideas of like um celebrity and and the media and it really sort of lampoons well, I want to say modern celebrity, but it is sort of 2003 to 2005, mm. but it shows how in some ways very little has changed. Like there's a lot of guest stars on the show that you see Hugh Edwards and um, Philip Schofield, and you sort of see nothing, this is 20 years ago, but these names are still on our TV yeah. now. So it's it's a real weird uh, experience in that sense. Did that predate 
or it was around that time the thick of it as well wasn't it it's kind of a similar yeah so just just before the thick of it it's very similar to mm-hmm. to shows like that i think the thick of it's slightly more uh intelligent and a little yeah. bit funnier but it's definitely it's something that I'd, I'd never heard of absolute power and it, it came onto Britbox quite recently which is why i thought i'd give it a watch mm. and there's two two seasons six episodes long about half half hour episodes mm-hmm. do, do you think there's a reason it didn't maybe like catch the imagination the way the thick of it did i'm not sure i don't know maybe it came i suppose it came just after the office similar time to the office the office was such a a moment and it's it's another workplace sitcom maybe the office just eclipsed it that little bit hmm. um but yeah it's it's a, it's a good watch it's i think i think it's it's a solid show but it, it not necessarily something that people would talk about 20 years after it yeah aired, which is why we've not really heard of it since and and i suppose stephen fry's done so many big things before and after that it's hmm. not one of his yeah. shows that you yeah. think of when you think of Stephen Fry yeah absolutely well here we are 20 years later talking about it so well done Stephen um, <laughs> giving it a platform so that is absolute power you find that on Britbox and worth watching yeah for, for one little caveat the second episode of the first season is not on Britbox and normally with these sort of early 2000s comedy shows if an episode's been taken off a streaming platform there's a fairly nefarious reason. Somebody dodgy in it, someone dodgy well, in or, it, or they say they've decided to make a creative choice yeah. that that might come across as fairly dated now. But I had a look at the the episode and on online to see what it was about. Google the synopsis. Yeah. Nothing. There's no. It's not obvious. Um, I bet you it's an actor. Do you yeah. not think it might be a shamed actor or something? Maybe. I was going to say I could be. Looked it up last night, and they. Um, it was edited a couple of times while it was like going out, I think, because they had mm. an episode where um, uh, sort of they made a reference to or something that could be construed as a reference to like the Hutton Report, didn't they? Uh, okay. Like there's an episode mm. with the Prime Minister and then there's an episode with like Bin Laden's cousin wants to buy an airport. Yeah, I think and this was, was just after <laughs> yeah. just after the, um, was it the 7-7 bombings? Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. They, they had to re redirect that episode oh, to later God. in the series because one of the Bin Ladens wanted to buy British Airways okay. oh, and this was just after a bombing in London. It's maybe not that surprising so that there's an episode that's been, <laughs> yeah. you know, sent to um, yeah. Oblivion or whatever. Okay, well, I'm intrigued now, actually, <laughs> after that yeah. bit of the conversation. Yeah. So It'll just turn it out all... to be like a music track they can't license, nothing yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really dull, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's it from us this week's folks. Thanks for joining us. Do look out for Friday morning's mini Screen Babble, or as we're calling it, Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. Stephen will be giving us all his recommendations in a short podcast that will set you up with your weekend viewing needs. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get in our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and all on all other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more Screen Babble. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye.